Hey guys, this is Emma from The Horse Cure, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. Today, Michelle Roberts joins me for a quick look into her horse life. Michelle is getting back into the horse game after some years off and is looking into adopting a retired racehorse from New Vocations. She shares a little about the whys and hows of her choices with us here at The Horse Cure. Thank you, Michelle. So tell me just a little bit about yourself. Who are you and how did horses become a part of your life? Oh, well, I grew up in Kentucky mostly and did pony club. So that was a big part. (laughs) Pony club is such a great, great organization. There's a lot of people, though, that are like funny about it. Why? I had somebody tell me it was stupid not too long ago. And I was just like, I didn't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah, What do you say to that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, pony club is wonderful. I think they uh, teach a lot of really great foundational good horsemanship qualities, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's weird. I didn't. I was lucky to be in an area where they had tons. I went from Kentucky to Virginia, so. Oh wow! Yeah, that's horse country. One hundred and one. Oh yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, so and Michelle, you're still a horsewoman. Starting back, not not been doing as much in the past. A little more expensive than it used to be. (laughs) Well, that's true. And and horses are. They really are. Michelle, in this circumstance, tell me your adoption or your rescue story. I'm not 100% sure which which you had. Uh, Well, I still am thinking about getting one from New Vocation because um, Ernie someday will need a friend. So we did go through the whole process with that. And then I, I fell into, you know, since I hadn't ridden for a while, I fell into a lady's hands that had rescued a horse that was well started and we just kind of seemed to click that's kind of our background okay tell me about this horse that you so now this horse that the gal had rescued is this your horse now yeah she she made me do the same thing you know i have to tell her in a year if i decided to sell him or you know any time in the future she uh, i signed a contract and um she went off to be a medical doctor so she's going to training for that so obviously didn't have time for all the all the horses sure okay so what kind of horse did you get uh he's a thoroughbred it was funny because the people who had him had turned him out in the field for three years and apparently thought he was a tennessee walker (laughs) (laughs) okay which is quite comical. <laughs> yeah, they're just a little different, right? Right, right. And I heard these this group, too, there's a huge, I don't know who was donating to this people, and I think maybe in the beginning, the man maybe did care a lot for horses, and as they got older, I think they just got too many, and then he passed away, and maybe she didn't know as much. I don't know the whole story there, but they had hundreds and hundreds of them. Oh, wow. So I'm kind of glad you know, Ernie found a good spot. <laughs> sure. So this friend of yours had adopted Ernie and then Ernie came to you because you guys kind of matched up personalities. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually saw him and went out to see him and she's like, no, you don't want to see this one. You want to see my baby. And I said, no, I don't want to see a baby. I want to see one that's a little older. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> so what kind of experience did Ernie come with for you? He had basically been taught a little bit of how to walk track and canter. She had no arena and of course it was the winter time so she had him from October to about January I think when I saw him so not many rides on him okay um but enough to know you know and he he was he was a handful how old is Ernie Ernie's eight what a perfect age yeah good braid okay and he's turning out to be a lot mellower than what we thought he was going to be so <laughs> that's a nice surprise huh oh yeah definitely everybody was like send it back send it back <laughs> <This is crazy." laughs> 
Well, so Michelle, what are your goals with Ernie? What are some things that you want to do? What have you done? Uh, what does your life look like with this young man? Well, at first, you know, knowing that I was getting a, a horse that who knows what, I had only thought, you know, we would sure. have a pasture mate and uh, maybe something someday for the grandkids to lead around on. And we got lucky. And Ernie that may be a little talented. Um, he seems to really like jumping and uh, we may do some combined training. I don't know. I used to do a lot of eventing, but I don't know how. I guess it just depends on on how I feel. He's getting braver and braver. So that's exciting. But that's that's our that's our first goals, and we had thought maybe we'd just do dressage, and that's a little more struggle with the dressage than the jumping, which is funny. So um, we're not rushing on that. Do we have, may do some walk-trot shows. Do you have a pretty good group around there of um, either trainers or, like, buddies you can ride with and stuff? Uh, yeah, actually boarded at a um, – what level does she do? CCI, I don't even understand new levels now, but she's done, you know, everything, and she's a big-time eventing person. Okay. And so eventing. And then of course, a lot of the other people are too. Okay. Is eventing's real big where you are? I didn't think so, but I think we just kind of fall into, as you get closer to Tennessee, I think it is a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. This lady probably just came to this area. Uh, maybe it was a little less expensive. I don't know the whole background behind where she came from and how she got here. Because it doesn't seem like it's a real, you know, horsey kind of area. But towards Nashville, it's getting bigger. And of course, Georgia is huge. Everybody's starting to come down to the Southland where it's a little warmer than it is up here in Iowa. Burr. So yeah, I think, I think some people are getting, getting their farms and moving South for the winter. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. We had a 70 a couple days ago. Now it's back down to 40, but I thought that was weird. Yeah. That (laughs) sounds kind of nice though. I think we're going to have forties next week. So it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so Michelle, yeah, right. I know in the middle of December, it seems like it. Um, so you've got Ernie, and you said you're looking at new vocations specifically to possibly adopt a buddy. So what are you, what is it about new vocations that's kind of attracting you as a potential adopter? Well, anytime you get a horse, it's really nice to have a trial period. And I think that's really key. Um, the fact that they tend to tell you a little bit more. I had uh, one lady, and I don't want to badmouth her, but it was funny. She told me one thing, and then, you know, Debbie got on the phone. Of course, Debbie's more experienced and press, and got another thing. So, you know, you do have to be careful, and I know a lot of these people really care for the horses and want them to go, but uh, some of the injuries, you know, you just, you have to really decide what you're going to do if you want them for a riding course. And even my vet, when he went through vetting, he says, you know, what what are we doing? Are we, you know, because we're a board problem. Probably he's like, are we vetting to resell later? Are we vetting to, and I said, no, we're vetting to try to find out what's best for the horse and make sure he's happy, healthy, and that we maybe could do some good riding with him. Okay. And so far we've, we've been pretty lucky. Okay. And what will you do with your probable or possible new um, adoptee if you're able to adopt somebody? Probably the same, you know, just take it easy and see what comes. Uh, to me, it's not so much of Especially now that I'm older, it's not a big deal to compete. It's just making the horse have a great life and keeping him comfortable and happy and taking your time. So and he could be well, anything. Well, yeah, and New Vocations has such a, a great variety of athletic horses that you really can do kind of whatever you're looking for. Oh, yeah, definitely. My friend just sadly enough lost her horse, so she's, I've uh, recommended her, and she's going to take the, the plunge and try to get a horse. So okay. I think that's ages of her after losing someone. 
It is. That is a hard void to feel, a fill for sure. Yeah, it's it's never quite the same, but yeah, then you get to experience a new life and, and that's exciting. So Michelle, what is causing you to look at adopting another horse rather than, um, you know, going to the Facebook boards or going to an auction or um, purchasing in maybe a more traditional way? Oh, like I said, I think their honesty and in, in selling the horses just because you're going to a horse horse uh, trader or a horse seller or even someone with, with good reputation, it doesn't mean that they're going to do right by you. And I really have heard great things about new vocations, so... I think that speaks for itself. You're a part they're of they're willing to be up front. You're a part of the New Vocations um, Facebook group, and um, <laughs> I am too. I think that that's been. <laughs> yeah, I'm out with Ernie. <laughs> Ernie wanted to be part of the I'm interview. That's awesome. Ernie Ernie likes to have constant food. That's about his only <laughs> problem. <laughs> well, for Thoroughbred, that's probably okay, right? Keep some meat on his bones. Yes. Oh my gosh, he's a fatty now. <laughs> I love we went it. from being super skinny to a little robust, but anyway. <laughs> that is wonderful. So what did you think, because you have, you said you filled out the um, New Vocations, like their 12-page, you know, adoption guide and all of that. Have you been through all of that? Uh-huh. Okay. So what have you thought overall about the New Vocations adoption process? Oh, it's been great. They were really upfront and kind of, you know, tell you that, just because I know I'm sure people get excited and like, I want that horse. And they, you know, tell you it may take up to you know, several years, just depending on who's who's in line in front of you or, or what's going on. And really, when they say 12 pages, I mean, it's more clicking boxes. I don't really think it's that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to know a lot about where you're boarding them and the type of facility and size of everything. Because, you know, thoroughbreds like to have a little bit more room than some of the other ones would. Sure. And I think that's important. And I know a lot of people have bad mouths. I've seen some things where, oh, well, they don't think I'm qualified. And I already have this and this. And it's like, well, thoroughbreds are a little different than, than general horses just because you've had one. And if you don't have the references and stuff, they're not going to give those horses up to just anybody. And I think that's a good thing. I do, too. I have found that to be very comforting, really, all of the, the thoroughness that their um, their questionnaire requires you to really... Be confident in your um, your horse keeping abilities, and and I appreciate that. Like you said, it gives it gives a person confidence that they're not just letting this horse go to you know the first person out there. They really do want to find a good connection between horse and owner, and that's that's pretty awesome. Well, and at first I had told them, you know, I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to do it because you know it's been so long since I've done riding and you know being older and. They were like, you know, well, we'll find you something that's either been returned and has really been ridden a lot and had a little bit of miles. So they, you know, there's there's other opportunities. You don't just have to get a, a young horse or a horse right off the track. They have horses that come back or that horses that come up for some reason aren't fit or somebody has medical issues. So that, that was one nice thing, too. You don't have to be a fantastic rider to get a new vocation horse. Thank you for reminding me of that. I was... I had forgotten about that. And you're exactly right. They do have, you know, like you said, for some reason it didn't work out with the other owner or something. Um, and I love that they offer that option for the for the owners and for the horses, but also for potential owners. Because, yeah, you might have gotten a horse oh, with, yeah. um, you know, some professional training on it or um, or at least experience, which is awesome. You know, that's huge. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'll still be looking for that if I do, because it always is easier than taking a three or four year old. But nice thing is I could also 
have the trainer ride it and train it till I get ready to do that too, which is nice out here. That's true. Yeah, you're in a good spot for that. But well, good. Do you have some other things you'd like to share either about Ernie or about adoption, your thoughts on adoption rescue, anything like that? Uh, no, sometimes, you know, it took Ernie a good month and a half to settle in, which is interesting for as quiet as he is. Um, so sometimes people don't give up too quick. Um, I've heard lots of stories about people that it takes them a year before they're really even able to ride the animal at all. And then they start with them. So, um, you know, just sometimes they're just so nervous and there's just so much change. And But then they turn out to be fantastic animals, too. So people don't need to give up on them too quick. I love that. That's, yeah, that's a huge transition, especially, you know, from an off the track life or from a track life to an off the track life is, is a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at any of the, the rescue or adoption situations like that too. That's, that's a big change for horses. I know change is hard for me for Pete's sake. And I have a few more reasoning abilities in my head than maybe my horse does. So (laughs) sometimes, um, and yeah, I like that you said that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and there's so many things out there now, too, you can do with groundwork. You don't always have to be doing everything right off the bat. So that's always a fun way to start and communicate with them. Yeah, games and fun and just getting to new, know your new horse. And, you know, as as an adopter who hasn't been riding for, you know, the last maybe, I don't know how many years it had been that you had taken a break, but that's uh-huh. building your confidence as well, I would think, you know, building that relationship up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, good. Okay. Well, thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate your time. I'm excited about this. And yeah, I just want to build up people's confidence in um, in the adoption opportunities there are out there and um, and what that can look like. Because like you said, it doesn't have to look like, you know, I'm an immediate superstar at my um, at the showgrounds. I you can take steps exactly. and build relationships, and that's awesome. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, thanks so much for letting me be a part. Yeah, Michelle, I'll keep you in the loop. And um, yeah, like I said, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. and Thank you so much, Michelle. Owning horses is a big responsibility, and adoption is an excellent option for getting yourself a new one. Just be sure to surround yourself with those you trust to help you and your horse have a great life together. If you'd like to learn more about New Vocations Racehorse Adoption, check out the show notes for some links, as well as episode two for an in-depth look. As always, thank you for listening to The Horse Cure. Thank you for listening to The Horse Cure Podcast, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. You can find more information about each episode and more podcasts at thehorsecure.com and by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 